What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby at the whole school. Yeah, just I hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. All right, here we go. It's BB Today, News Radio KQOB. Thanks for being with us on this very hot 5th of July here in Albuquerque. Brandon Vote, producer Amory Castillo. She's back. I'm back. From her Midwestern tour. <laughs> I know it's not Friday, but I felt the need to do that. It feels kind of like a it feels like a Friday and a Monday at the well, same time. Cuz the holidays are weird when they're on a Tuesday. Definitely. But I tell you what, I don't mind uh, taking a day off in the middle of the week. No, it's kind of fun. Even though I was gone on Mm -hmm. vacation. Good to be back, though. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Avery's back. Her great adventures. We'll talk to her about that coming up uh, uh, this afternoon uh, as well. So stay hydrated out there today. Make sure you're taking care of your pets. Checking in on grandma, too. As uh, we may get to 100 degrees, we're also we're on a 100-degree watch again here. In fact, I was looking at the forecast this morning. Five the next seven days, Albuquerque might get to 100 degrees. So this is definitely the hottest time of the year. So make sure you're checking in on people and pets and making sure everybody gets uh, plenty of liquid and is staying cool out there. And we'll take your calls, too, 505-243-3333. That's one way to stay cool. Just hang with us. And we're going to start with what's going on specifically at Walgreens, but also other retail stores um, because of what is happening with uh, the crime and the retail crime syndicate that's going on. Now, this is not something that's just isolated to Albuquerque. It's happening all over the country, but it's happening here, and it's something that used to not happen. Now it's happening with great frequency. And we'll get to some audio here today, too, which is really incredible. And it is uh, from KRQE, and people are now filming Folks that are just stealing stuff. And this happened at a Walgreens here in Albuquerque. And and we'll take your calls too, 505-243-3333. Because at least here in Albuquerque, 
uh, I think there's a couple of things at play here. One is I don't think corporate America has taken enough ownership of of what's going on with retail crime. And we'll talk a lot about Walgreens, but it's a lot of other stores. You know, any store that's kind of a chain uh, in this country, they're just kind of washing their hands of it. And they don't want to get their employees involved, and I totally understand that. Uh, but they're also not taking the proper precautions to where if you're going to do business in the city of Albuquerque, or unfortunately, we're lumped in with cities like Baltimore and Chicago and Detroit and Washington, D.C., if you're going to do business in those um, crime-riddled and dangerous cities like Albuquerque has become, there's no two ways about it, you're going to have to spend the extra money. You're going to have to get security. I mean, look at what happened with uh, the Walmart just this year. The Walmart at San Mateo, it had been there for nearly 40 years, since 1985. It was the, the staple in that neighborhood, in that community. And they were getting the cops. Uh, they were calling the cops to show up twice a day for a whole year, which in many times cops were probably there more than twice a day. Right. And they just couldn't get the buy in from the city to help them out a little bit more. Now, it's not just on the city. As I mentioned, I think if you're going to do business in the city of Albuquerque, you've got to have armed security for the safety of your employees and the safety of the people that you want to serve as customers. So it's not just APD. I don't want to throw this all on them. Uh, now, there's been a lot of promises made by City Hall about what is going to happen with the uh, law enforcement and how we're going to protect folks. Uh, those have not happened. A lot of that stuff hasn't come to fruition throughout uh, the last few years. But that's not the, the only issue. And with Walgreens specifically, they're starting to close, much like the, the Walmart down on, on San Mateo did earlier this year. In fact, Walgreens is expected to close about 150 stores in the U.S. and another 300 in Europe, which they're having this problem, too, because corporate America has just kind of walked away from this. I guess it's a write-off for them. And they're just they're, they don't want to get involved here. And it's easier for them to just close up stores. And that's what's going to happen here in Albuquerque. I mean, think about Portland, Oregon. They don't have any Walmarts anymore. Walmart decided, listen, we're we're not going to do business in a, a dangerous place like this. We're not getting the buy in. It just doesn't make sense to us to do this. We're not going to spend the money. Guess what? You guys just don't have a Walmart. And that Walmart in, in Portland is not going to be the Walmarts that have closed. It's not going to be replaced by somebody else because if Walmart can't make it there, no other retail store is going to say, you know, carry the torch and say, we're going in there. No, they look at Walmart like, okay, glad you guys tried this because that means we don't have to. We'll do business in other places. Uh, we don't need the, the Portland market. Albuquerque's right there. Albuquerque is right behind Portland uh, to replace them as far as where corporate America says, no, we, we just don't want to do business there anymore. Now, no word on how many uh, of these Walgreens may be closed in the Albuquerque area, but across the country, 150 are going to have, uh, be closing. There's nearly 9,000 Walgreens in the U.S. Now 1,100 are now opened 
for reduced operating hours because most of them used to be 24 hours. That's another thing that's changing. They can't have these places open all hours of the night. You've got to, they have to adjust those. Now, they talked to uh, Roz Brewer, the CEO of Walgreens, and what they have, what has happened here is Brewer says we've seen changing market trends that have consumers prioritizing value in response to more certain and challenging economic environment. Now, you can blame COVID. You can take a look at some of the other things uh, that have happened over the last few years. Those are only excuses. Really, what's happening here is corporate America has decided we don't quite want to do this. We don't want to put in uh, all the money. We don't want to put the infrastructure in to have these uh, to make these businesses safe, it's worth it to us to just close them. However, there is something to combat this, and that is filming it, because that is what happened at the Walgreens uh, in Albuquerque on Wyoming and San Antonio Drive. And this wasn't from a a uh, a employee; it was a customer, a customer saw all of these uh, shopliftings happen at this Walgreens and just started to film it. Also, what has happened, there's a phenomenon going on now, too, where employees are starting to film this. Well, at least it happened in one case with um, uh, uh, King Supers, which is uh, a grocery store. They're Smiths. It's Kroger's, King Supers, Smiths. It's all the same company named different things in different parts of the country. But the King Supers in Colorado, you had a guy, an employee, just start to film uh, the the brazen shoplifting that's happened. And this guy got fired. I'll tell you about him this afternoon. But first, let me uh, play this for you. This is from KRQE. And this is uh, the story of Rob uh, McAvore. And he is a customer who just started filming this brazen shoplifting that was going on at the Walgreens on Wyoming. According to Rob McIver, who took the video you're about to see, he's witnessed three separate incidences of shoplifting at this Walgreens behind me. He says it's frustrating to see something like this go unchecked. They just walked straight in, went right into the liquor store and started uh, um, pulling the larger bottles of uh, uh, alcohol off of the shelves. It almost felt like they, they knew that, that they were not going to uh, be stopped. Rob McIver felt compelled to film this situation, he says, because he's seen thefts like this happen at this Walgreens near Wyoming and San Antonio before. Several days earlier, I was at the same Walgreens and uh, there were some some uh, shoplifters that came in, kind of boldly came in and uh, just started cleaning out the uh, makeup counter. Fast forward to Friday, June 30th. Rob is at the checkout counter when he witnesses this shoplifting in action, saying shortly before this incident, he witnessed another man and woman shoplifting handfuls of merchandise. You could see the manager and and the uh, attended at uh, Walgreens, just just watched them, shook their heads again. 
Mac Ivers saying employees have told him it happens all day, every day. Even when he filmed the thieves, they were almost oblivious to being caught on camera. I did ask the Walgreens uh, manager, why, why do you allow this to happen? And he says, he said that Walgreens management uh, tells us we're not allowed to interfere. He says it was surreal, employees and customers just watching these four men stealing. It felt to me like, like they were probably going to somebody else, taking their merchandise. Obviously, they're not, they're not going in um, and just drinking gallons of uh, whiskey or whatever. It's exactly this problem that the mayor and the district attorney both said last week at separate news conferences they're hopeful a new organized retail crime law will help address. We know especially this is still a big issue that I'm in communication with Walgreens about and CVS, and there's broader efforts trying to work with them on how they handle keeping their own businesses secure. We will make a difference when it comes to retail shoplifting because um, it's not just scary for the business owner. It's so frightening for anybody that's going shopping. For now, frustration prevails. Something's not working. That's clearly something is not working. In All a right, statement a from for, the DA's office, we. they say they are investing. Yeah, and, and you can see this video. It's up on their, their website, krqe.com. And I think maybe that's where we can turn the tide here a little bit. And that is if we start filming this uh, shoplifting in progress. Because really, uh, the shoplifters don't care whether you're filming them or not, you know. Um, and and you've got cases now where employees are starting to film the shoplifting. Maybe that'll turn the tide here, where the companies decide, because it's always easier to just not do anything. And then the expense of all the shoplifting, guess who pays for it? We do. People that are actually buying the stuff. But if, if I could see the tide being turned a bit if, you know, all of these videos start coming out and you're tweeting at Walgreens, at King Supers, at Smith's, like, look at what happened in your store today. I mean, shame gets things done. And maybe with corporate America, that's, that is what has to happen. Because as far as the actual shoplifting is concerned, these companies really aren't going to do anything about it. If it's any indication of what's happened here in Albuquerque the last few years, nope, they, they just don't care. Uh, they tell their employees, which I understand why, they tell them to just stay out of the way. But then they don't do what they're, they need to do to protect their assets, and that is higher security. 505-243-3333, number to get in as uh, we get started on this today with all of the thefts that are going on at these businesses. And you won't believe what happened at that grocery store in Colorado, which I believe may start to turn the tide for how corporate America handles this. And we'll have that for you next on News Radio KQOB. Today, News Radio KQOB, we're talking about the rampant shoplifting uh, that is happening all over the country and uh, here in Albuquerque. As you got one guy, and he's just a um, he's just a customer. He kept going to the Walgreens in Wyoming, and the, the video is quite shocking. Uh, now, we've when you just see that this, it, it, it's shocking considering they know they're being videotaped. They're not even trying to hide their face. And you heard in the story here, um, uh, Rob kind of 
try to let these guys off the hook a little bit, saying, well, you know they're not drinking all this themselves. They're probably giving it to somebody else. Maybe so, and I, I understand there's a there's kind of a, a syndicate here with retail organized crime, but you you can't just have them as uh, as blameless in this thing. I wouldn't let those folks off the hook uh, so easily. And for Walgreens to just stand by and just let this happen, not just Walgreens, but many other places too, is ridiculous. If you watch the video, and I encourage you to do that, krqe.com is where, where that story's at. You'll see that they they open up like a glass case and get it. Why isn't it locked? I mean, I literally had to go this the other day. I needed some, you know, those outlets that you, you plug into a wall and it's got the USB. It's like a USB wall charger. I had to get a couple of those. And where I went, it was under lock and key. It cost like five bucks for these wall outlets. But I had to go find it. Oh, it's under lock and key. Now I got to go find the guy. And then that guy didn't have a key. So we had to find another guy with a key. And finally, I had to unlock it for me. So I could get a, a $5 wall charger. Now, this liquor is very, very expensive. I mean, we're talking about, you know, some of it $50, $60 a bottle. And not under lock and key. Uh, they just brazenly walked in with their backpacks which we've heard that before too, right? We've heard that if you ban backpacks from a uh, a store, that means you're racist. <laughs> That's a real thing. They think if you have a sign up that says you can't bring backpacks in here, you're racist for some reason. Well, anyway, they allowed those people to come in with their empty backpacks and they just fill them up, fill up their backpacks and fill up their arms. I mean, I'm surprised that some of these uh, companies just don't encourage their employees to help the thieves out and put it in their car or their bicycle or help them load it up on a bus like uh, like they do here at Albuquerque. They use the public bus system as uh, getaway vehicles. I don't think that may be part of your job duty in retail America very soon. Not only just turning a blind eye to the um, the shoplifting that's going on, but you're going to have to bag up the stolen goods and help them out of the store with it too. That's almost what's happening here right now. Although, and I do want to get into this. We'll take your calls. 505-243-3333. So I see an opportunity where we can turn the tide on this. Corporate America doesn't like to be shamed. They hate negative publicity. And I guess having people just come in and ransack their, their stores isn't, enough bad publicity but they hate things that are on video they really really do and especially social media even though social media really isn't the the end-all be-all uh when it comes to things like this they hate it because it's it's something tangible that they see and especially if it's a video that puts them in a shocking in a bad light you know they see those um the upticks of how many people have actually seen this and they don't like it at all. This happened in Colorado and we'll get into this more after the break. This was at a King supers, which is like a Smith's we have here. There's a uh, grocery store worker who was tired of seeing all of these people walk out with, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of items. And so he decided, I'm just going to start filming this. So this employee filmed 
a, a thief stealing over $500 of laundry detergent from the store. And guess what? He got fired. He got fired for it. But I think more people need to do this. Uh, more customers, maybe even employees. Just take your phone out and start filming these people walking out of the store and tweet at the company. Then and only then, when they get some negative publicity on this, maybe they'll actually do something. We'll take your calls on this, 505-243-3333, and whether or not this guy should have been fired for what he did filming this thief. Coming up next on News Radio KQOB. News Radio KQOB. All right, it's BV Today, News Radio KQOB. I know it's Wednesday, but we missed book club yesterday because it was uh, 4th of July. So we'll have a Tuesdays with Timmy on a Wednesday coming up later this hour here on News Radio KQOB. I get this on the uh, text lines. We're talking about retail crime. BV, aren't you tired of seeing those grainy pictures of the top of a shoplifter's hat? And the shoplifter is wearing a mask also? Why don't these drugstores put eye-level cameras as you walk in and have people pull down their mask until they see the flash? Okay, now that, that is talking about the security footage that every company has. Now, um, do they use it? I, I, I don't know. I guess if something horrible happens, they do. But as far as shoplifting, it doesn't seem like they do. What I'm talking about is actual customers starting to film and uh, employees. Now, you, as dangerous as the city of Albuquerque is, I don't recommend getting involved in it because you just don't know. I mean, think about what just happened at the movie theater where a, a guy gets killed over a seat. I mean, there was late last week, there was uh, another incident. At, oh, an employee at a Long John Silver's pulled a gun. There was another incident at a McDonald's yesterday i mean don't get involved in albuquerque if you don't absolutely have to unless your life is being threatened it's just too dangerous but filming it is something you can do with um, little consequence i mean people may even know that, that you're filming it and it might actually put these companies in a corner to where hey maybe we should do something because we're getting a whole lot of negative feedback on this because obviously the financial stuff they don't care too much about now, what happened in uh, Colorado is a King Superstore, and they uh, there, there was an employee. Now, he did chase a group of thieves away after they had $500 worth of laundry detergent, and they were unloading it uh, into their car. And then he starts filming this and even exposed their license plate number. So he did that, and he got fired for it. Now, the reason why is not necessarily because he filmed them, but because he confronted them. He confronted the shoplifters. That's against policy. They have zero tolerance, so they fire this guy. I mean, they just lost $500 worth of uh, detergent, and then who gets blamed for it is the guy that gets punished for it is an employee who has seen this over and over again, so fed up with it, he decides, you know what, I'm just going to film this, and I'm at least going to get their license plate. But he made the tragic mistake in corporate America of getting involved. So he got he got canned over that situation, which is really unfortunate that he did breach the store's policy on conf uh, confronting shoplifters. He was fired on the spot. 
after meeting with his union rep. Now two of the three criminals are still on the run. And this guy that lost his job um, just, uh, you know, feels pretty bad about the whole thing. He was having a bad day. He confronts these uh, robbers, uh, tries to get video of them, does get video of them. And he's the one that actually ends up getting fired over the deal. Now, I don't understand. I don't know much about his employee record. I don't know whether he was about to get fired for other things anyway. Who knows? But the perception is this guy got fired because he wanted to stand up and do something about all of these uh, thefts that were happening in his store. I also got this on the uh, the uh, email, bv at newsradiokkob.com. Now, as I was talking about, you know, I think there's a lot of blame to go around. One is corporate America, and that's kind of what we've been focused on today, but also the government and, and how maybe there's promises made to these businesses and it's kind of in good faith how kind of we've all all have operated and have done business in this country for many, many years. We're going to open up a store, especially with a big chain. Uh, we're going to open up a store. We're going to be an anchor for a neighborhood or an area of the town. And and, and you're going to protect me, meaning this the city. It's kind of that contract that you enter into. You're going to be there for... Uh, for the community, sponsor their t-ball teams, and you know maybe put some lights up around the area, help to bring in other businesses around it to kind of fill in if you're that anchor tenant, and in in uh, in return, you're going to get protection from the city. Now we all are entitled from protection uh, from the city, but as we've seen the city of Albuquerque, at least with downtown Albuquerque, if you want. A little bit more protection, you're going to have to pay for it, or any protection at all, frankly, as that that shakedown is still going on by City Hall. Now, I got this from JH, sees things a little bit differently. Uh, Brandon, I don't see right off how it is the responsibility of corporations and store employees to fight retail crime, subjecting the employees to injury and retribution and the corporational lawsuits. Don't corporations pay taxes? part of which fund law enforcement. If anyone is to be shamed, it's the government at every level, which subsidizes crime while increasing out taxes to pay for it. The cause of all this crime, of course, is drug abuse. Albuquerque and the nation are awash in narcotics. Some of those drugs have now been legalized and the government can tax the sales. Yes, that has happened. Uh, It wasn't too long ago. We looked at, we put... Marijuana or the government put marijuana in that category. In the state of New Mexico, they don't anymore. Homelessness and drug abuse can be addressed in a forward manner. Treatment or incarceration. This is JH on the uh, email. None of this uh, release pending appearance sometime in the distant future, maybe. Corporations may be susceptible to shaming. City crats thrive on it. Well, at least here in the city of Albuquerque, um, politicians and in a larger extent state of new mexico politicians don't have to worry about retribution from voters we haven't seen it in the last few election cycles so really if they are going to do business in albuquerque yeah i understand it i get it it should be the government but that's a shame that they're not providing the adequate adequate protection and providing a safe space for these um companies to to operate in, 
but they haven't paid the price. And until politicians pay the price for bad policies, we're going to continue to see the bad policies. And unfortunately, in the city of Albuquerque, we have just continued these bad policies because there has been no recourse by voters. Voters have continued to to allow these uh, politicians to implement these policies. And we've seen the same old stuff happen over and over again. So if Albuquerque may be the outlier here. If you want to do business here, I think the corporation need to do needs to do something a little bit differently because the policies aren't going to change until the politicians do. And at least in Albuquerque, it doesn't feel like they want to change the direction we're going, unfortunately, to the detriment of the city as a whole and everybody here. All right, 505-243-3333, number to get in. Also got some great text on this. I'll get to uh, later this hour, but coming up next, since we did miss yesterday for the 4th of July, um, it was Tuesday, so we didn't get to read any of our books. So everybody get your books out, City at the Crossroads. We'll have our book club next on News Radio KKOB. All right, it's BV Today, News Radio KKOB. Thanks for being with us. You know, tomorrow it's Thursday. That means we got America's Top Soundbites. Also coming up next hour, the GOP has a new border plan, and we're going to talk about that because it it was controversial a few years ago. Now, not so controversial, and we'll talk about that coming up next hour here on News Radio KQB. But first, uh, even though it's not Tuesday, we we can't miss a week on Book Club as uh, throughout the. Uh, I guess we started this uh, a few months ago. We have been reading passages from the book City at the Crossroads, a love letter to Mayor Tim Keller written by journalist Jolene Gutierrez-Kruger. And guess what, people? We have made it all the way to Chapter 5, and that's where we're going to start now with book clubs. Everybody get your books out. City at the Crossroads here on News Radio KQB. The year is 2020. In Albuquerque, the deadly COVID pandemic began. And as racial strife was taking hold in our city, Albuquerque was looking for a hero. And the man who stepped up in the face of these obstacles was Tim Keller. Now, for the first time in his own words and through firsthand accounts, we can relive how Tim Keller was able to put the Duke City on his back and single-handedly carry us through the darkest times ever recorded. Written by an eyewitness to these astounding feats, journalist Jolene Gutierrez-Kruger, who is paid $40,000 by the City of Albuquerque Foundation, pens the opus everyone has been waiting for. City at the Crossroads, the pandemic, protests, and public service in Albuquerque. Now, it's time for Tuesday with Timmy. By the way, we still haven't figured out what the City of Albuquerque Foundation is because I've got some ideas for books, too. I would like to have them fund, since, since the city is in the business of funding books. We'll start with Chapter 5, entitled Going Dark. It was such a big get. Author Louise, Louise Endrich had been one of the most sought-after writers in a national book tour circuit. The smallest city on the itinerary, which included Boston, Chicago, Houston, and Washington, D.C. There was also going to be a fundraiser and reading scheduled for the night of 
March 12, 2020 at the Chemo Theater. Chemo manager Larry Parker said, it was such a good event and coming at a great time for us. However, because of the timing, in, uh, because of the timing, March of 2020, the day before she was set to appear in Albuquerque, Enrich canceled her book signing there and the rest of her book tour. Everything changed overnight, she wrote on her Facebook page, but not enough. We have decided to take measures to encourage people to stay home as much as possible. News of her cancellation was posted on her Albuquerque host Facebook pages. On March 12, 2020, the day Enric was supposed to appear in Albuquerque, Mayor Keller announced that the city government was putting safety measures in place to protect its residents from whatever COVID-19 would bring. Those measures included imposing more rigorous sanitation at public facilities, curtailing city employee travel out of state, and closing certain city-operated venues, including the chemo. Everything just stopped, Larry Parker said. The initial closures, Mayor Keller said, were being imposed for 30 days. That gave Parker hope that whenever whatever was happening with the new illness would be dealt with quickly and future events wouldn't be canceled. At that time, we figured maybe we would be back in business by Memorial Day. Then on March 12, 2020, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham had also announced a new state public health order prohibiting mass gatherings to 100 people or more in New Mexico. By the way, that was the first public health order. The last one was just canceled this summer after three years. That order led to the closures of more entertainment venues, including the nearly 2,000-seat Pope Joy Hall at UNM, which that night canceled an opening of Escape to Margaritaville, a musical featuring Jimmy Buffett songs. <laughs> you talk about a lot of disappointed Jared heads that night. Has that ever gotten rescheduled at Pope Joy? Trick Lock Company also postponed the first two weeks of its Cutting Edge Revolutions International Theater Festival. Never heard of it. And it's 100. Maybe that saved us a little bit. Maybe we're glad it got canceled. Uh, their festival of its 150-seat venue in downtown Albuquerque, losing ticket money and travel expenses paid for international performers. The Albuquerque Little Theater, which seats 480. Okay, it seats 480. When's the last time there were 480 people in the Albuquerque Little Theater? I want some. Re I want some receipts here. They canceled the second weekend of their production of Beauty and the Beast. Okay, well, there you have it as we enter Chapter 5 of City at the Crossroads here on News Radio KKOB. All right, coming up after the news at 2, we got a new border plan from the GOP. We'll talk about it coming up on News Radio KKOB. All right, it's BV Today, News Radio KKOB. We have 100 Watch going on again today for the city of Albuquerque. I'm looking at the temperature at the Sunport. Right now it is 96. But they don't update those until the top of the hour. So here in a couple of minutes, we may see if uh, we're inching closer to 100. Predicted 
to be 100 degrees later this afternoon and many days this uh, this week. Five out of the next seven days we're predicted to get uh, over 100 degrees. So stay uh, hydrated. Amory, you've been in uh, the Midwestern town of Indianapolis. Yes. Over the last few days. Yes. What was that? What were the, like the high temperatures out there? Oh, my God. Okay. First of all, Albuquerque, mm-hmm. it's no dry heat. It's 100% humidity in the Midwest. And it was <laughs> oh, yeah. like 88 degrees, 100% yeah. humidity. Oh, yeah. That's rough. That's uh, rough and, going. And um, mm-hmm. I know this isn't shown on the news because it's Indiana versus when New York is, you know, only New York matters. But the yeah. air control, the air quality in Indiana looked like, remember all over the news, it looked like the world was ending because the fires yes. in Canada? Yeah. That's how it was yeah. in Indy. It was insane. When we when we landed, it looked like I was the zombies were coming. <laughs> You'd landed in a, 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 the apocalypse was happening. It was it was going on I mean, in Indiana. I know I'm going to visit my in-laws, but I was like, oh, my uh-huh. gosh, it looks like the end of the world. <laughs> the world really is ending. <laughs> That's cool. We'll we'll talk more about uh, your trip coming up next hour. Uh, Also, the new border plan. Now, this was controversial not too long ago. Now it is being openly talked about by GOP candidates for president, many of which need to catch fire pretty quick here, even though we're early in the game because they're polling very, very low. So we'll talk about some of the new border plans from Republican presidential candidates coming up here on News Radio. Fighting for New Mexicans for over one. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here with us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. That's why I'm not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen.